the reality is, if you're doing healing and growth work, if you're going for more, if you're trying to make the impossible happen, if you're stepping outside of the known and familiar, if you're stepping into a new way of being, something somewhere will probably be some degree of hard. Can you go into it expecting that without fixating and obsessing? Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about the difference between expecting versus worrying and how to prepare for life's challenges. On this show, we talk a lot about how basically we have to do hard things in the process of making the impossible inevitable. There is a difference between expectation and worry. And I want to address that in this episode because I think it's really important to anchor into in our minds intellectually and also to feel that in our being and our body and our cells. The example that I like to use, the difference between expectation and worry, is that worry is a contractive energy. When we're worried, our whole being is bogged down, anchored down by this fear, this doubt that what we want can happen, this worry that things will go in a way that doesn't feel good for us, that is scary or hard or triggering. So there is a contractive energetics that comes with worry. Fear is okay. Fear is natural. Fear is human. Fear is something that we can transmute into fuel to make the impossible inevitable, to move it into a reality. There's nothing wrong with fear. Fear is normal. Fear is healthy. It's when we have the energetics of fear, doubt, and worry that we start to sink into a low vibration state. We activate our winning strategy, which perpetually pushes away what it is that we want. Our winning strategy says that only some things are possible and others are not. And when we fear that that's true, when we doubt that we can have what we want, when we worry that things will turn out in a way that they shouldn't, in a way that's bad and wrong, we activate our winning strategy. When we activate our winning strategy, we push away what it is that we want because we are reinforcing that belief that only some things are possible and we are acting in such a way that can only produce incremental changes around the things that we've already experienced as possible and within reach for us. But when we do that, we push our impossible desires away. So worry is a contractive energy. It is not an energetics that is aligned with what it is that we want, with who we need to be to have what we want. Expectation, on the other hand, allows us to prepare for the challenging parts and the process of making the impossible happen. So the difference expecting. If you're flying out tomorrow on a trip that you're excited about and you know that you're leaving during rush hour, which means you have to get to the airport during rush hour. If you expect that there will be traffic, potential delays, and frustration, that doesn't cause it to happen. It doesn't lower your vibrational frequency. It doesn't shift your energetics in such a way that you're no longer in resonance with what it is that you want. Being somebody who easily makes it to the airport, gets on the plane, gets to where you want to go. 
you are prepared. And being prepared means that you're expecting challenges. You're expecting that some things may be less seamless, more challenging and difficult than is ideal. If I am prepared, if I am expecting that I will experience some obstacles on my way to the airport tomorrow during rush hour, what does that do for me? It means that I'm already in the mindset that that could happen. So it's not going to blindside me out of nowhere and I'm not going to be unexpectedly frustrated and triggered and spun out. I'm also probably going to leave earlier in anticipation of the traffic. I am going to expect there'll probably be traffic. And maybe there's not. Maybe it's a lucky Thursday and everybody is somewhere else. And I breeze to the airport and I get there with plenty of time and it's wonderful and delightful. Yay. And I can also possibly have the experience where I hit worse traffic because there's an accident. I still get to the parking lot late. They barely make the shuttle. The TSA agent is a jerk. And somewhere along the line, I get frustrated and I cry. Hopefully still make my flight on time. There's a big difference when we're expecting difficulties because we're more prepared for them. When we're expecting that things could be hard, when we're expecting that when we make moves towards something big and new and different that the terror barrier can crop up, when we're expecting that in pushing our edges, we might have a panic attack and our traumas will be triggered and things will surface for us to face and work with. There is more ease. It doesn't eliminate those experiences. It also doesn't manifest them. If I'm expecting traffic, that doesn't mean that I caused traffic to exist. It means that I am aware that I'm about to drive somewhere during rush hour. Safe to assume there will be traffic and in expecting it, I can prepare for it. Not just in my plan and my approach, but internally, energetically. If what I've decided is that I'm going to have a really great experience, I'm going to go to the airport, I'm going to feel good, I'm going to go on this trip, I'm going to be happy, there's going to be ease, there's going to be joy. Expecting the challenges that I'm likely to face makes it more possible that I'll have a good experience because I can prepare. I can go into it knowing not to get frustrated on the drive there. I could take an Uber. I could take the bus if that's an option. I could queue up my favorite podcast episodes to listen on the way. So I can maintain the state, the energetics, the way of being that I want, that I need to align with the experience that I've decided that I want to have. Do you have the outcome, the highest odds of having the outcome that I want? Expectation allows us to prepare. There are a lot of manifestation and coaches out there who discourage talking about things being hard. I've had friends that have done this to me. When I think about, I'm going to do this thing, I know it's going to be hard, and they'll correct me, mm -mm, don't say it's going to be hard. You're going to manifest that into reality. No, I'm going to be prepared for the fact that it's likely going to be challenging to change my diet, to change my lifestyle, to grow my business, start my business, write my book, do my healing work. 
I went into my first ever process expecting it to be really, really extremely difficult. It was far more difficult and challenging and gutting and heartbreaking than I ever could have planned for. But I went into it expecting there will likely be some level of difficulty. I am about to face a deep trauma. I'm about to do work I've never done. I'm about to be vulnerable, exposed, open. I'm about to be guided through this deeply healing, cellularly cleansing work. So I went into it with that expectation. I wasn't worried. I wasn't in doubt. I wasn't afraid. There was some fear. There was a lot of, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. But there was an expectation that this is going to suck. And because I expected that isn't the reason that it sucked. Because I expected that is the reason that I was able to move through the work more easily. Because I wasn't blindsided by how hard it was. I wasn't only focusing on the possible outcome of it being easy and joyful and fun, which doesn't at all align with what I was about to do. So I wasn't off in la-la land. I wasn't trying to visualize it going the way that I thought it should for my comfort, for what would feel better to me at the time. I went into it expecting this is going to be probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done. It's going to be very uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. I am probably going to cry. I was prepared, as prepared as I could be. Now, the thing with expecting is not to fixate on it. When we fixate, we're usually coming from a place of worry, from a desire to control. So if I fixate all day long on what the traffic is doing, have there been any accidents? What's going on at the airport? I am getting into a place of stress. I'm coming from a place of fear, of doubt, of worry versus, okay, there's going to be traffic most likely because I'm going at rush hour. There'll probably be longer lines because it's the Friday before a holiday weekend, whatever the circumstantial things are. We're preparing for those. We think about them. We prepare accordingly, but we don't fixate. We don't obsess. If you're fixating and obsessing about just how awful it could be, and if it is that awful, what exactly will I do? What exactly will I say? What exactly might they say? How might it be awful? How might I get hurt? How could it completely derail everything that I'm doing? That's fear, doubt, and worry. That's a different energetics an expectation of it's probably going to be hard. We can't be afraid of what's hard and what hurts. We have to be willing to face what's hard and what hurts to make the impossible happen. Whatever feels impossible to you, you must be willing to face what's hard and what hurts. If you're not willing to do that, you are more likely to avoid thinking about it altogether, which means you are more likely to avoid the things that you need to do that are necessary for what you want in favor of never experiencing that. You're also more likely to meditate, visualize, manifest, try to manifest anyways, this ideal outcome 
but doesn't take into account that what you're doing is hard and challenging and maybe confronting, maybe difficult, maybe gut-wrenchingly hard. We can't avoid these things. We can't avoid what's hard and what hurts. Not when it comes to making the impossible happen. You will be stretched. You are very likely to hit the terror barrier. If you're not sure what that is, we will link to some past episodes. We'll also link to our free terror barrier worksheet. That is when we, when we hit the terror barrier, that's when our subconscious freaks out. It wants us to go back to the known and familiar. It wants us to go back to what's comfortable, what feels safe, what's known, what it knows you can survive. And it will do everything that it can to get you to go back. And our life feels chaotic. It feels like everything is going wrong. Everything is happening. Everything is being triggered. Everything is coming up. So we have a free workbook for you. Check the show notes. It tells you more about the terror barrier. It identifies five different types of terror barriers. And it gives you a process for each. This is a beast of a workbook that I've put together for you. It's so powerful. If we're expecting a terror barrier, that doesn't mean that we are causing it to happen. It means we're prepared for it even if just mentally. If I go into healing and growth work, which I do all the time, I'm about to start working with a new practitioner and a new body of work for my own healing, my own growth, because this is never ending. I'm going into it knowing I might hit a terror barrier. Expect that that might happen. I expect that I might be emotional, that things might come up that I'm not particularly interested or excited about feeling and facing. I expect that it will be difficult and uncomfortable and hard in certain ways. I expect that there will be some level of confronting, confronting things in myself, seeing things that I haven't been able to see, having someone else hold space for me with the intention of of calling me out and calling me home in very specific ways. I'm expecting that. That doesn't mean that it will happen. It could be easy. It could be seamless. It could be beautiful and expansive. I could not cry. I could feel completely safe and comfortable the entire time. It could be far from confronting and still incredibly healing. In expecting what is to be expected with healing and growth work, I'm prepared mentally and emotionally. I've planned my day accordingly. This is my first time doing this type of work. So I look at what's happening after that. Should I block off my schedule? Do I need a certain amount of time? I plan. I'm prepared. I can never be fully prepared for an experience I've never had, but I can be prepared for it's going to be challenging. I might be tired. could be emotional. It's going to be new and different and uncomfortable. I am poking at things and working to change them so my subconscious is likely to throw me into some level of terror barrier. It might be microscopic. It might be huge and massive. I'm not fixating on that. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not worried about it. I don't have doubt that doing the wrong thing by doing this, everything's going to go to shit. Everything's going to be a mess. I'm going to be all spun out. It's going to make things worse before it gets better. I'm prepared for what's hard and what hurts, for being stretched, for being uncomfortable, for being a beginner at something, for being confronted, for having things revealed to me. For having to do the difficult work of healing and growing, repatterning, and prepared for that. Because I expect some degree of it. And that's a key thing too. Some degree. 
Terror barriers, for example, can be epic, disastrous experiences. Really big terror barriers where everything seems to go wrong. You get hit with unexpected bill after unexpected bill. You lose things. There's grief. You're sick. Your kids need you more than ever. There's all this stuff happening in a massive terror barrier. It's a lot. A lot. And some healing and growth seasons require bigger terror barriers for us to move through because our subconscious is really fighting hard against us. It wants us to stay in the known and familiar, even if that known and familiar is painful, even if we don't want it. Terror barriers can also be little blips of stress, little hiccups, little technology blips, little frustrations, little fixations, little bursts of the emotions that our subconscious knows will get us to stop. I have no idea what level, if any, of a terror barrier starting this new work will trigger for me. I expect some degree of it. Could be a blip, could be a big one. By expecting it, I'm prepared, even if it's just mentally prepared. Because if it happens... Rather than being spun out, rather than going into stories or triggering core wounds and past traumas, rather than reverting, giving up, going backwards, I'll be able to say, there it is. There's the terror barrier. I see you. And then I can take appropriate actions to settle myself, to weather it, to move through it, to get more support. Expectation versus worrying. This is so critical because there are so many people out there, manifestation teachers, coaches, toxically positive people who will tell you, Ooh, don't say hard. Don't say it'll be hard. I don't want things to be hard. I want things to be easeful. That's bypassing. Things are going to be hard in life, especially with healing and growth, especially with making the impossible happen. How are you defining that? What weight are you giving that? Are you making that just part of the process? When we look at these things, there's a reason that I simplify a lot of these things down to they're just what happen when we're in healing and growth. A terror barrier is not the universe telling you that you're doing the wrong thing. It's not a sign to give up and go in a different direction. That requires discernment. There are times that we are given signs that, ooh, this is not the right path for me. I need to go that way. That's different. You have to be able to discern that. That requires a deep level of self-trust, relationship with your intuition. If you can't discern that, we'll link to a free guide that we have for you. It's normally $4.99. It is our Reconnect With Your Intuition Self-Coaching Guide. You can opt into that for free. Check the show notes. You have to be able to discern. Most of the time, it's just what happens when you go for more, when you step out of the known and familiar. When you work to make impossible things inevitable, a reality, things are hard. The terror barrier happens. Your trauma gets triggered. When we push our edges to expand our window of tolerance, especially when trauma is, is involved, there is a level of inviting trauma responses. For me, that looked like actively taking steps that I knew would cause panic attacks. By expecting it, by understanding that it's just a part of the process, it doesn't mean anything more than 
I'm healing. I'm pushing my edges. I'm actively working with my traumas in a safe, supported environment. When we're going after more, better, different, when we're stepping out of the known and familiar, terror barriers are very likely to happen. Nothing is wrong. It's just what happens. It's just what our subconscious does when we go for more, when we make changes, when we alter patterns, we show up differently. When we can normalize this and expect that they are likely to happen where they are likely to happen, as we take certain steps forward, we can be prepared. Even if that's just staying centered when they happen, because, ooh, there it is. And a feeling that might happen, that that might come up. And we are resourced because we're prepared. I know what I need when I go through a terror barrier. I know who and what I need when my traumas are triggered. So if that happens, I can use my resources, my tools. I can move myself through it more quickly rather than getting caught up, spun out, or quitting. When we expect that these things will happen, when we normalize them as part of the process rather than making them bad and wrong, ooh, don't say hard. Don't say it might be hard. You'll make that real. The reality is, if you're doing healing and growth work, if you're going for more, if you're trying to make the impossible happen, if you're stepping outside of the known and familiar, if you're stepping into a new way of being, something somewhere will probably be some degree of hard. Can you go into it expecting that without fixating and obsessing? Without allowing it to make you worry and cause doubt? You can have fear. You can be afraid that mm, you really don't want to deal with another terror bear. Mm, you really don't want to have a panic attack. Mm, would really rather that not come up and have to deal with it. Would prefer not to cry. Fear is welcome. Fear is part of the process. Fear, doubt, and worry are in energetics that does not align us with what we want. That is very likely to activate our winning strategy and move us away from what we're trying to create. Can you discern the difference? Can you give yourself permission to see it as part of the process and even welcome what's hard, what hurts, what's uncomfortable, what's difficult, what's challenging, what's stretching? Welcome the terror barrier. When the terror barrier shows up, that means you are in process on altering your way of being, altering your trajectory, actively aligning with what it is that you want. That is what the terror barrier means. The terror barrier is hard and challenging and frustrating and overwhelming to some degree. And it is a beautiful affirmation that you are on the right path, that you are actively healing and changing and growing and rewiring and repatterning, shifting your way of being. If the terror barrier is here, you are in process. You are causing the universe, the world, life to reconfigure around you in support of what you want. The odds are actively shifting in your favor. That is what a terror barrier means. When you are actively pushing your edges, when you are going for more, when you are doing the deeper work, when things are hard, when they hurt, when your past traumas, your triggers, your stored emotions, your unresolved grief, your unprocessed feelings surface, that is such a great thing. You are actively in process on something. That is why it's coming up. This is why we say that it's a gift on this show. 
when your traumas, when your triggers reveal themselves. It's a gift because now you have more to work with to give yourself more freedom and leverage, more to work with to further align yourself with what it is that you want. Can you see them this way? When you see them that that way, it makes it easier to expect them without fear, doubt, and worry. You can still be afraid. Fear is okay on its own. Fear is okay when we stay plugged into what we want, when we stay in motion. Fear, doubt, and worry are a contractive energy, contractive energetics in our being that do not align us with what we want. Can you see these things as good? Because they are. And that's difficult, I know. And if that's really impossible for you to do, great news, there's something there to be healed and cleared. There's a story that needs to be rewritten. There's patterning and programming that needs to be rewired. That's it. There's stored trauma that needs to be processed out of your cells. That is all that is telling you. Not that you're incapable, not that you're broken, not that this work isn't for you and me and everyone else is more special or different or better at this. There's just something there that needs to be healed and cleared. That's it. The terror barrier is a beautiful, beautiful sign that you're on the right path. Things being hard, things hurting. When you are actively working with and on them, when you are in process in living this methodology and moving towards what you want, shifting your way of being, healing on a deeper level, these are good things. They're good signs. You have to stay in motion. And when you expect them, when you expect there will be some degree of this as you move forward, you are more prepared to move through it and beyond it and put it behind you to move through it with more ease. That does not mean it will be easy. It means there will be more ease, less resistance, less fear, doubt, and worry, less stories, less triggers, less spinning out, less going backwards. Can you see these as a good thing? Can you expect as you do this work, some level of things being hard, of things hurting, of trauma and triggers coming up, of stoppers revealing themselves, of the terror barrier happening, some spin out, some challenges. You're more prepared, even just mentally. Normalize all of this as part of the process. If you need support, check the show notes. We'll put some free and paid resources down there for you. And I will be back soon in another episode. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.